Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential Podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential Podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. I first met our next guest when I interviewed her for our January series of fierce and fabulous female entrepreneurs in the Shock Your Potential podcast. And right then I knew she needed to be a part of our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference. Eddie Luisi and I spoke to Lori Gilbertson, not only about her tenure as a television legal analyst, but how she helps train people in any industry speak with purpose and confidence, whether in a boardroom, courtroom, or in front of a television audience. Lori Gilbertson is a former New York City sex crimes, organized crime, and homicide prosecutor. She was also a television legal analyst, has been an educator, and today an entrepreneur. As the owner of Tribeca Blue Consulting, she helps professionals communicate with clarity, confidence, and creativity. In this excerpt from her full-length interview, Lori talks about how she went from the DA's office to being an on-camera legal analyst. It'll get you thinking about how to make your mark in media as well. If this snippet whets your appetite for more, go to shockyourmediapotential.com to register now for our free Shock Your Media Potential conference airing March 28th through April 1st. What kind of ways did you network with people to get to that point where they finally said, hey, okay, we like this gal. We want to try her out. Well, I wish that a network like this had been around when I was trying to get on, that would have been amazing. Um, So it's such a fabulous resource, you know, and something that people really need. So what I did was I, you know, I started where I knew the most people. So I called the press office at the district attorney's office where I had just been. And I started asking, who do you know? Who do I need to talk to? How do I get myself on? And the press officer there put me in touch with a couple of people. And it, after speaking also with I just started cold outreach to some legal analysts who were on TV just to say, what do you do? How'd you get started? How do I get on? Mm. And, you know, that's a little iffy because Mm -hmm. that could be competition, but I didn't know anything. So I just did it. And eventually what I recall is that, you know, after kind of trying all different areas of my network, I ended up in the office of this very kind of um, creative and interesting and unique criminal defense attorney who had been on court TV quite a bit. And I felt like this was my audition. You know, I had to go in and and I went in, I was much more conservative than he was. Um, He was just kind of really out there and really interesting. And um, I went in there and we had a discussion. I guess I passed the test because he said, okay, Laurie, I'm going to call court TV and and they're going to get you on. So you just, you never know. You just never know. And then I prepared probably more for that first TV appearance than I have for trials because I thought this is my shot. You know, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be asked because often when you're on TV, you know, it's a real last minute thing. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to really know how to think on your feet. So I had to take a couple different topics and think, what would I say? 
How do I want to make this visual for people? What's a good turn of phrase I can throw in there? So, you know, I sound really good and they ask me back. <laughs> and I just prepared and prepared and prepared. Yeah, I always like to think of it in terms of collaboration instead of competition. And yeah. I just encourage people to think of it that way. It is a lot of pressure to put on yourself to think that you're always competing with people. Yeah. And often they're just amazing ways to collaborate. And the people, most of the people I reached out to were, you know, very, very happy to kind of share their knowledge. And they were people who were higher up. So yeah. I was by no means any kind of, you know, threat or competition. Mm. I do remember um, one appearance I did, and it was on a local channel in, in New York City. And I was on for quite a bit that day. And then their kind of regular legal analyst came in and he said to me, you know, we were, we were talking about something. I said, we should do this segment together. We both have a lot to add. And he said to me, you should never share your airtime. It's taking away from you. You should never share your airtime. And I just kind of looked at him and said, like, I'm not afraid of sharing my airtime. I want to share my airtime. And like, that was just the exact attitude that I hated. And so I never had that moving forward. I tried really never to do that. And always, you know, if anyone ever reached out to me, I always wanted to share what I knew because people did it for me and it was so helpful. Trial work is so much about just doing it. Um, it's not really theoretical, although we could sit and talk about it. You only get better when you practice and you only get better when you do it. So my real training came from just doing it. Um, my very first day in the district attorney's office, they handed me a folder and said, your witnesses are in the back row, counselor. Your trial starts after lunch. Oh, boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, you know, I learned by doing. And that's how I, I really got trained and trained myself. One of the most important things was also watching people, um, attorneys who I admired, um, attorneys who I felt they had amazing trial skills, and really going into court, watching them, talking to them, um, kind of accepting mentorship and, and trying to get that and just really learning from like, how do they do the things they do? What works for them? Can I make that work for me? And just doing that. So I really didn't get any actual media training before I started doing my appearances. And then I, I kind of applied the same system to learning how to be on television, which was every single time someone called and asked me to be on, I went on. Now, if this interview sparked your interest, make sure to go to www.shockyourmediapotential.com today and register for our free virtual conference. You won't believe who else we will be talking to. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.